This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. The average immigrant consumes considerably less in welfare benefits than the average American. Put another way, if native-born Americans consumed welfare benefits at the same rate as immigrants, we'd see significant savings for U.S. taxpayers. Cato's Alex Narasta discusses why that is and why that ought to make the U.S. more welcoming of immigrants. Alex, it seems that we discuss this exact topic almost every year. Uh, and so give me the comparison then between with the most recently updated data uh, of welfare use in the United States, immigrants, non-immigrants. In 2020, which is the most updated year that we have for data, immigrants consume 27% less welfare and entitlement benefits than native-born Americans on a per capita basis. To put that in perspective, immigrants were 14.6% of the U.S. population in 2020 and consumed 11.1% of all means-tested welfare and entitlement benefits that year. So... uh just to put this in perspective, or say it another way, we would save money on welfare benefits if we were to randomly deport Americans and replace them with immigrants. Well, I, I don't support that type of policy, <laughs> but I, I, don't need... I would put it another way. Um, I, I would say if native-born Americans consumed welfare at the same level as immigrants did, then the total expenditure on all these programs would be about $635.5 billion less than the current amount, which is across all levels of government, $2.6 trillion. So that's a, you put it so much more uh, in such a conciliatory kind way, and I put it in the more brutal terms of placing very little value on uh, Americans lives. Uh, so <laughs> what does that, what does that mean? Uh, it, you know, it, it, this seems to be something that is created this, the, the, these data points that you've created here seem to exist solely for the purpose of destroying the longstanding talking point of, well, we got to keep these immigrants out because they'll get on welfare. One half of my job is to destroy talking points on the opposite side and justifications for bad immigration laws and restrictions. The other half, of course, is to come up with solutions to reduce the costs of immigration, to increase the benefits, and to expand the system. One of the reforms we do talk about consistently on this is even though immigrants use less welfare than native-born Americans, I would still like to widen that gap. I would still like immigrants to use substantially less. So one of the programs or reforms that we've proposed is to build a wall around the welfare state instead of around the country, basically denying all non-citizens in the United States access to all welfare benefits while here. Now, under current law, there are many restrictions on this. It is much more difficult for immigrants to get welfare, especially new immigrants in the United States. But we do think those barriers should be greater. And Representative Grothman, who is a Republican from Wisconsin, has introduced bills uh, last several Congresses to do exactly that based on our recommendations. So although immigrants do use less welfare than native-born Americans by a substantial amount, and that's a great, good finding 
to show, we want to make sure they use um, even less. Now, of course, the ideal is to reduce the size of the welfare state with the ultimate goal of you know shrinking it down to nothing. But in the absence of that, if we can build some higher walls around it, that would be good, too. So in, in terms of these reforms, this would seem like a no brainer for a new Republican House and Senate. It would seem like a no brainer. It is something that is, of course, very popular on that side of the aisle, less popular on the Democratic side. It will probably be if, if it happens along the way that I want, where all non-citizens are excluded from welfare benefits. It will probably happen as part of a larger reform package for immigration as a quid pro quo. So I don't expect this bill to pass on its own uh, currently or in the near future, but I would expect I do expect it to be part of any kind of more comprehensive immigration reform, even though comprehensive is a dirty word right now. Um, in immigration context, I, I would expect it to be a part of any kind of compromise. All right. So what reforms then are the the new Republican majorities uh, focused on, if if not reducing immigrant welfare use? In the immigration context, not much at all, except increased funding of border patrol, border walls and enforcement along the border. Uh, immigration really isn't a priority for Republicans in Congress right now. They are focused on other issues related to debt and deficits and current and spending levels right now. There doesn't appear to be much of a focus on immigration. All right, let's break this down a little bit in terms of welfare. What do you include in welfare? And I believe this might be controversial to some of our listeners. It may be controversial. We frame it as the entirety of the welfare state. So the largest program we include is Social Security. Uh, benefits, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, uh, disability, TANF, and WIC, which is the Women, Infants, and Children program. Um, the And then we combine all of those. Uh, altogether, those programs constitute the vast majority of all welfare spending in the United States. There are some other smaller programs, housing subsidies, things like that, uh, but those are really rounding errors compared to uh, these programs that, that we consider. All right. Um, so including Social Security, does that account then for the bulk of the lower level uh, with respect to immigrants making use of welfare state programs? It accounts for a good portion of it, but this pattern holds even for the means tested, almost all of the means tested programs as well. So for instance, for Social Security, native born Americans, their per capita average level of benefits is 3,101. And that's spread out amongst all native born Americans. Uh, so it's 3,101 per year. Uh, for immigrants, it's 1,955 per year. Uh, Medicare is the other old age entitlement program that we consider. Um, the gap is smaller there. Native-born Americans, 2,632. Uh, immigrants, 1,948. But even for Medicaid, which is the uh, health care program for uh, poor people here, uh, Native-born Americans consume on average $2,081 per year. Immigrants, 1,859. Um, on food stamps, uh, native-born Americans, 214, immigrants, 190. On TANF, which is cash aid, uh, which is what like people traditional, traditionally think of as welfare, native-born Americans is $101. For immigrants, it's $13. Um, there are two exceptions to this general pattern. 
One is for WIC, the Women's Infant and Children Program. Uh, Native-born Americans consume on average $17 per year. Uh, immigrants is $24. So there is a $7 gap in favor of immigrants. And that's partly because uh, immigrants have access to this program lawfully. Um, even illegal immigrant children have access to this program under the current laws. Uh, the other exception is for disability. Um, Native-born Americans consume $169 per year and immigrants 188. All right. So uh, going forward, what are the, uh, we, we should expect uh, in Medicare and Social Security that immigrants consume less because they some will come here during their working years, uh, do a lot of work and then sometimes leave. That's right. Now, if they leave and have access to Social Security, they, they can get those checks overseas if they're eligible for it, uh, but not for Medicare. Uh, so there, there is a savings there uh, due to emigration with an E uh, after they're done with their working lives, uh, but it's not uh, dramatic. I mean, one of the main reasons is that immigrants are a little bit younger on average than native-born Americans, so they just will consume fewer of their benefits. Uh, there's that old Milton Friedman quote about how you can't have free immigration in a welfare state. Uh, it turns out, taking a look at the mechanics of the old age entitlement programs, the only way that you can sustain them, anything close to their current structure of benefits and taxes paid, is to uh, increase immigration of younger people. That'll buy you a few more decades. So that would seem to challenge the Friedman notion then. Friedman was a great economist. He didn't spend much time thinking about immigration, though. And a lot of the nuances and details of these programs um, were not discussed or, or analyzed by him in that quote. I mean, that quote comes from a panel. Uh, he was basically answering questions from an audience, right? And he, he assumed that uh, all immigrants had access to welfare benefits when they arrived, which is not the case. It wasn't the case then in the 70s when he did that panel, and it's not the case today in the United States. What's, what's interesting is the second part of his comment in response to that question which never gets quoted, is that that's why he favors illegal immigration over legal immigration, because they don't have access to welfare. Alex Narasta directs economic and social policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.